No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalm 24, where David speaks of the requirements and blessings of ascending the Lord's hill. As the everlasting doors are lifted up, the King of glory shall come in. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. I have a theory. Would you like to hear it? My theory is that we are content in this world in direct proportion to our belief and hope in the next world. And despite what people say, I believe that those who are heavenly-minded do the most earthly good. I mean, think about it. Jesus was the most heavenly-minded because he came from heaven, yet he also did the most earthly good. That should cause us to look up and seek the face of him who sits on the throne at the right hand of God, to whom has been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Those who seek him shall find him, and those who come to him he will by no means cast out. I know of no better anchor for our souls than this thought, especially as we endure troubled times. We continue today in Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who is your landlord? Well, you may say, I own my own home. I don't have a landlord. But whether you rent or you own, the truth is that God owns everything, including you. Since you can't create your own universe, everything you have is a gift from God. You may not like it, but there's nothing you can do about it. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The more we discover about the universe, the more we realize what a hostile place it is. So many, many conditions must be exactly right for this planet to sustain life. But God has created this tiny blue marble in the incomprehensible vastness of space and chosen it as the place to demonstrate his favor. He created Adam and Eve and all the plants and animals. And when man sinned and disobeyed God's commandments, then God sent his only son into the world to redeem it for himself. Actually, the Bible tells us that Christ was slain as the Lamb of God from before the foundation of the world. In other words, God planned it all in advance just because He loves us and wants to spend eternity with us. Verse 3, Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in His holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. David asked two questions, who may ascend the hill of the Lord and who may stand in the holy place? These are two good questions because nothing we accomplish in life will ultimately matter if we don't make it to heaven. As Jesus said, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his own soul? There is a common misconception that many paths lead to God. 
Others think that because God is a God of love, that it doesn't matter how we live. But they forget that God is a good judge. And a good judge cannot set aside the law or allow lawbreakers to go unpunished. They also don't realize that God is holy, and only those who are holy can abide with him. Therefore, only those with clean hands and a pure heart can ascend into his hill or stand in his holy place. Clean hands speak of our conduct, and a pure heart speaks of our character. Righteous conduct and character are both required to enter heaven. Those who lift up their souls to idols or swear deceitfully, in other words, tell lies, will be shut out. In Revelation 21, we are told that all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. So where does that leave us? There would be no hope for any of us were it not for the cross. David's words should demolish all reliance on our own self-righteousness to enter heaven. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, the Apostle Paul wrote to the Romans. It is only at the cross where God's justice against sin and his mercy towards sinners meet. God accepts the shed blood of Jesus Christ as atonement for our sins. Jesus had clean hands and a pure heart. When we believe in him, God credits his righteousness to our account and forgives us of our sins. Oh, grace, marvelous grace. Verse 5, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, Selah. Pause. Think about it. Now, having been justified through our faith in Jesus Christ, does that mean that our holiness is no longer an issue? No, God saves us so that we may be partakers of his divine nature. God is holy, and as his children, we must also be holy. But even this holiness is a gift of God's grace. When we receive Jesus Christ and turn from our sins, then God gives us the Holy Spirit to live in us and to help us to be holy. He convicts us of sin. He guides us in the way of truth and righteousness. He helps us to live a sanctified that is a set-apart life. He helps us die daily to sin and live for God. We must live and walk in this holiness, for as the author of Hebrews says, pursue holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. After God sanctifies us, then he blesses us for the holiness we have. He gives us holiness, and then he blesses us for it. How good is that? Read all the Beatitudes in Matthew 5 if you want to see all the blessings that come to those who are holy, who follow Jesus in his conduct and character. David says, This is Jacob, Israel, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. Now, true Israel seeks the Lord's face as David sought his face. There is a beautiful work of grace when we all seek God's face. This is what we as God's people should be doing right now. Listen to God's promise in 2 Chronicles 7, 13 and 14. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence, 
the biblical name for a pandemic, among my people. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. If I could wish anything for the global church today, it would be that every Christian would take to heart these words. By God's grace, let us humble ourselves, pray, seek God's face, and turn from our sins. If every Christian would do this, then I have no doubt that we would see a revival and awakening such as the world has never seen. It's not too late. Verse 7. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates, lift up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. Now, David changes scenes here. He pictures the king of glory, strong and mighty in battle, entering through gates. But what are these gates? They cannot be the gates of the earthly Jerusalem, for David calls them everlasting doors. Also, the gates of Jerusalem swung out, whereas David speaks of these everlasting doors as lifting up. Also, he personifies the gates. He says, lift up your heads, O you gates. We don't usually think of gates as having heads. David is picturing the Messiah entering the gates of heaven. This speaks of his ascension after his triumph over sin, the world, the devil, and the grave. The Apostle Paul speaks of this in Ephesians 4.8. When he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended... What does it mean but that he first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. Jesus ascended into heaven, having first released the captives in Hades, who had been waiting in faith for the atonement that Christ alone would bring. For it was not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to put away sin. The better sacrifice of Christ's own blood was required. That section of Hades, known as paradise or the bosom of Abraham, is now emptied. Now, when a believing soul passes from this life, they enter directly into the Lord's presence. Hallelujah. Therefore, imagine what it must have been like when Jesus ascended into heaven. Imagine the joyous celebration among the angels as he triumphed over all the powers of hell to redeem mankind. And it is very likely that in his train were the souls of the saints who had been held captive in Hades but were now released to enter into heaven along with Jesus. Their sins now paid for, their fellowship with God secured. Now, what does David mean by lift up your heads, O you gates? It could be a poetic figure, or it could be that the gates are not physical, but angelic. Perhaps cherubim stand always as watchmen over these heavenly gates. How they would rejoice to welcome their king of glory. 
In these last four verses of the psalm, David uses the phrase king of glory five times. Jesus is the eternal king of glory in heaven. But is he your king of glory? Have you bowed the knee to him and confessed him as your king? That is the only way you will be qualified to ascend the holy hill and stand in the holy place. He is worthy of our praise, for he is truly glorious. Second, as a general returning from battle to a victory procession, so Jesus Christ entered heaven as the triumphant commander of the armies of heaven. That is what the phrase Lord of hosts means. If you follow Jesus, then you are on the winning side. Third, he is our beloved Savior. We could never enter heaven on our own merit. None of us have clean hands and a pure heart in the eyes of a holy God. But Jesus fulfilled all the righteousness of God on our behalf. He has atoned for our sins with his own precious blood. Now, is it possible you are saying to yourself, I could never enter heaven, for I don't have clean hands and a pure heart? Then look to Jesus who has already climbed the holy hill and entered the holy place, receive by faith his provision for your sins on the cross, and then rest in his perfect righteousness. The day will soon come when you too will follow in his footsteps and enter the gates of heaven. Then you will behold your king of glory face to face. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Next time, we'll continue teaching in the Psalms. In Psalm 25, David seeks guidance and forgiveness. He observes that the secret of the Lord is with those who fear Him. We hope you'll join us next time on Simply the Bible.